Hello and welcome to the uh, Two Blokes Talking podcast. Uh, here with your host, Anthony Thewlis. And Dwayne Straffer. Um, in this episode, uh, we're going to try cover music as our main topic. Um, this could be a very uh, interesting conversation, um, just because it can lead off to into different facts. And then we're going to talk about uh, a couple of news stories that we've seen this week. Uh, but first, as we always do, Dwayne, how has your week been? Wow. An exciting one this, this week for me. How has my week been? It has been full of dirty nappies, three-ounce bottles and sleepless nights um, due to the birth of my first son um, on Thursday. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy one, uh, but it's been an enjoyable one. Um, how are you finding it? Good. It's all good. It's different, different with having a, having a boy. Um compared to the three girls that I've got. Um, but it's nice, it's nice, it's a new challenge. Uh, obviously, he's got different parts to what the girls have, uh, <laughs> things yes. like that, so things are different, but, but it's great. And uh, I'm five years older now than what I was the last time I had a baby, so um, I'm different as well. I'm a bit more, I feel a bit more mature about it, and it's, it's an exciting time. Um, but no, I'm loving it, I'm loving it. Um, and each day, obviously, as it comes, you get into more routine, and it gets easier. So, How's the uh, tiredness? Um, it's not too bad with being off work, obviously, at the minute. Um, it's, it was struggled yesterday, uh, my first day back training yesterday, uh, since, since having him and, uh, that were a bit tough because having to like get yourself up for some physical activity to then come back and having to, then you normally you can eat something and rest, having to eat something and then think I've got to stay up till whatever time to give him a feed and then up again this morning to another. Um, but no, it's been good. My week's been majority that. And then, um, on Sunday I got managed to get out for a couple of hours and uh, get uh, on the radio. Yes, local celebrity. Um, local celebrity, actually. I, I, I luckily caught sort of like the last half an hour of it um, <clears throat> where you managed to get a decent shout out for this podcast and for myself. Um, first, I think first time I've ever been mentioned. Really. <laughs> um, but no, how, how did you find that? How did you find that experience? Oh, it was fantastic. Um I think it's nice to kind of get some recognition. It won't obviously won't personal, but recognition to be able to go and talk about your rugby league club and to talk about your family and kind of get your points across. Because often, other than us doing this podcast, often things that you your opinion and thing uh, kind of gets lost out there. So to be asked to go onto the radio and and talk on on kind of BBC Radio Leeds, which I was honoured to do and talk about rugby league and talk about myself and my family and what the aspirations were for, for the club that I play for. It, it were awesome. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I think um, if you're not playing in Super League, you're sort of like forgotten, aren't you? Uh, to the general, you know, and, and I get media outlets, they want the big players, they want that on because they're, especially rugby league, they're wanting to attract listeners as well. So it's, it, I suppose, it were good of them to get to two players out of the championship and championship one um, players on to talk about themselves. Sort of like a mini profile on it on, on yourself, able, not able to get yourself sort of like out there and talk about yourself, which I, I suppose them opportunities are few and far between with, with the divisions that you're playing. Yeah, we, we were straight on, we were on straight after um, the Super League match 
um, of Wakefield and Warrington. Obviously, the the commentary were on that. So obviously, a lot of people listening, especially people from from around kind of this area, uh, Wakefield and things like that, would have listened in, and then hopefully they stayed on it and listened to us after. Um, and it's good because I've always I've always been one to say, and this would be one for a, a good topic moving on. I've always wanted to say. Especially with rugby league concerned and and football probably the same big they do this you know they do match at day they do the super league show why not do the the, the programs for the lower leagues because it's more entertaining sometimes I think it's a lot more entertaining having that out there yeah they're not they're not media trained they're not used to doing interviews they're not used to that with that exposure so you you tend to get a more sort of like in depth raw conversation raw interview where it is you know, straight from the art. And, and I'm not saying semi-professional rugby leagues are harder than full-time rugby league, but I think uh, you, it's the it's the juggling act of your job, then playing, then family. Whereas if you're a full-time pro, you've you probably got sort of a bit of media training thrown in there. And then your job is training. Yeah. And then you go home. So the... The semi-professional rugby league player, what their life's like, sort of like lost, isn't it? Unless you, you're really into it or you, you have experience in that background. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of interest there. There's a lot of interest to... I would much rather listen to an interview from a part-time player who will talk about um, his rugby career plus his personal life because it's interesting to know. I, I, was, I think we had a conversation and we're going off on one here before we even yeah, go yeah. into it. I had a conversation with you about... Um, a boxer uh, recently who was on TV um, talking about his, his upcoming fight, and it were the uh, boys. Is that how he said? Daniel and he Dubois, were, yeah. Dubois, and he was fighting against. Um, God, his name lose me. He's, he's, fight, he's fighting on the Tyson card. Jugger, um, juggernaut. His, his nickname's the Juggernaut. Um, Joe Joyce. Joe it? Joyce. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. Um, and and he's we're talking about his background and oh yeah, boxing. Da, 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 and it were like yeah, okay. And then he went. But I'm a keen artist, and that's what I go back into. And I, and I, I switched on because I was like, "Oh wow, okay, this guy's got something about him. He's not just talking about boxing. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. is it? He's saying that when I finish boxing, I want to become an artist, and this is some work I've done. And it was really interesting. And I think that's the same with any sport. When you're an uh, elite athlete and you, that's all you do, people know that's all you do. Mm. When you've got to work as well and, and have a juggler job and whatever, people come from all different backgrounds, you know. Plumbers, electricians, yeah, yeah. teachers, whatever they do. And they've all got stories, haven't they? Yeah, they've all exactly. got a story to tell, that life experience that comes with that. Um, and uh, there will be full-time rugby players out there that have got other other careers out away from rugby, but that's sort of like um, an afforded privilege, isn't it, mm. that they're allowed to do that because they've got time at back of it. Whereas, sort of like, say, for instance, your stories will come from work or your relationships outside of you know your social relationships with your friends that your stories will come from that whereas I should imagine being a full-time rugby league player a lot of your friendships are going to come within that team aren't they sure um and you all your socials are going to come around that team environment whereas a a semi-pro effectively have got three environments haven't they they've got the rugby environment they've got the work environment and then they've got the Rome environment whereas if you're full-time you've got two um, and sort of like work and pleasure or mix for the full time yep. athletes, um, which is always an interesting one because not everybody's going to get along with everybody. Whereas I suppose if you're part time, you can switch off from that, can't you? Easier. And then you can go back to your sort of like your work mates or your home life. Um, 
So that's an interesting one. So then fixture coming up this weekend, Challenge Cup, fourth round, is it? Yes, um, and we've drawn uh, the North Wales Crusaders away. Um, I'm quite happy with that. Winnable uh, tie? Yeah, definitely. Everyone's winnable, but um, yeah, quietly confident. Um, watched them in the last round and played uh, Rochdale Merfield. Um, and amateur, an amateur side, and I think at half time it were only six four. Um, Crusaders come away comfortably in the end, um, winning by quite quite a, quite a lot. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we we go up there um, and and play them away. Uh, then we've got another half decent fixture. Then we play them again uh, at our place. So yeah, it's a good start to the season for us. I'm looking forward to it. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. Um, what about your week? My week. <laughs> oh, my week. Um, what did we do over the weekend? I'm trying to think. It seems that far away now. We're on half term holiday, so this week seems a bit of a blur. Um, we had Gemma's family over Sunday. That were brilliant to see everybody because um, that doesn't happen that regular. Um, so it was good to see everybody on that end. Uh, Monday, um, I went for an eye test actually. Pretty strange because last one I had were uh, five years ago. Um, so I went for all that. Um, now they like put once you they've done they do your eye health first and they put it up on a screen and it's quite weird seeing your eyeballs on, on a screen while you're looking at it while you're trying to look at some letters in background on this it's all digital now the test the pressures the blow uh, some puffs of air in your eye and she tells you to keep still which is quite impossible when she's firing some air at you. Poof. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> like that so yeah that were interesting um, so. My prescription's gone up, so I needed to buy some new glasses, which I've got. Um, this was the thing, though, I was caught in a conundrum, actually, when I was in uh, Specsavers. I wasn't, <laughs> shall we say, ballsy enough. I wasn't cheeky enough to ask for my prescription, so I could get some frames and lenses elsewhere. So I felt the need to buy my glasses in there, just because I didn't feel... I felt like I were, I've gone for a free eye test at Specsavers. Yeah. I felt obliged to buy my glasses there. That, but you can actually ask and take your prescription away, go on the internet and go get some. But there, there's a pitfall to that. You, you could buy some glasses and look a complete yeah. idiot in them. Um, so, yeah, so eye test, new glasses. And then uh, we decided to uh, potty train this week. Our eldest alloy is just coming up to two and two and a half um i think we've decided today is not ready for it just because we've gone through 14 pairs of underpants and it's weed i nearly swore that is <laughs> weed all over the house um, um but because we've never experienced it before we don't know whether we've made the right call or not um but we've decided it's not ready for it uh, also we've been sort of like housebound for two days and it's shown tonight when he's uh tonight is Wednesday that we're doing this has just been running right for the last hour and his load of his ties has ended up in garage because he won't calm down. So. It's um, <laughs> it's a difficult one. He's potty training. Um, it takes a week. I think it takes. It took me with hours. I say me, me and our lass. Um, took us a week, bit of perseverance, and it was it was a case of you know you stay in the house all the time. Um, when it's weather's rubbish and pour out it's never it's not normally that hard uh, but you do go a bit stir crazy and it's a case of having a potty and going every half an hour go to the toilet but you're on toilet yeah. every half an hour and you've got to be on it and, it and it is and it is it is hard and if you're not if you're not in that mental state to do it or you're not in a position to do it especially with yourself with two young kids yeah, yeah, yeah. um 
he's probably better off saving it for the six week holidays. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think we might revisit at Easter, um, but we'll see how it goes. I don't know. We might persevere tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting one. Um, both everybody's been climbing walls today. I think there's uh, no right and wrongs, mate. Is no, it? No, no, yeah, yeah, there's no right and wrongs. There's no right and wrongs. Yeah, and yeah, we'll get there eventually. I think. Um, We'll take comfort in that it's harder to potty train boys than it is girls, um, but we'll see. He's, d- he's done all right. He's not done too bad at it, but I just don't know if he's ready. But again, that's experience, isn't it? Um, right then, we'll go into our first news story. I'm going to flip these around if that's all right, Duane, from sure. what I sent you. Uh, Absolutely fine. So this one, I read this story and it sort of like grossed me out a bit. Um, and it just, so I, I had to, I've got to mention it. So um, a man uh, in... Mexico, no, he's not in Mexico, he's in uh, Texas. So while we're on the topic of Texas, um, I'd look at our stats. Someone's listened to this in Texas, Dallas, Texas, so hello if if you're listening again. Um, (laughs) Dallas Cowboys are my actual American football team, so that was a bit strange when I saw it. Not really an American football fan, but had a bedspread when I was about 10 of the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, so I stuck with that. But anyway, a man in uh, Texas uh, has com- been complaining of headaches for uh, 10 years. Uh, they were so painful that they made him vomit. So um, I think they finally went for a sort of like a brain scan and that they found a tapeworm uh, in his, being lodged in his brain for 10 years. Um, and they think it has come from under- eating undercooked pork in Mexico. Um Nothing against the Mexicans, isn't there? So, so what are you saying to me? <laughs> is it ten years on? Yeah, they've gone. Oh, you've got this tapeworm in your head. It's from about ten years ago, and he's gone. I knew that pork <laughs> undercooked when I had it in Mexico. <laughs> that yeah, burrito, yeah, I had. That bit, that old gross burrito. How do they know that's where it's come from? I don't know. They don't, do they? I don't know. It's a weird one, that, isn't it? Undercooked pork. Do you think this is like a? A USA propaganda story against Mexico since... Saying they don't cook the pork, probably. Trump's been in power and built this wall. This is why we built this wall, because you don't (laughs) cook your pork. Sounds a crazy one. I mean, the tapeworm, is that... I'm guessing it's a living thing. I don't know too much about tapeworms, but I'm guessing it's a living thing. Has it been feeding on his brain? Oh, I don't know. Well, has it stayed alive for 10 years if it's not eaten? That's what I'm... Well, this guy will be brainless and what? (laughs) It's not hungry. Um... 10 years is a long time <laughs> to be. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Um, Moving about, giving you an edit. Wow, that is a... That's a strange one, isn't it? Naughty story. Like, just like thinking about it gives me shivers. Like there's something living inside you. Could you imagine that? Like that alien when it breaks out of the stomach. But yeah, that that um, just grabbed my attention and I thought we'd bring it up on the air. It's just yep. a bit gross. The new story won. Um, <laughs> so this, this is absolutely crazy and this is what the internet can do um but i read a bit more about this story but i'll, I'll first go into it a youtuber faked a trip to bali by taking photos in ikea and no one had a clue so and she got some replies on this saying oh look at her living her best life in bali and everybody believed that she was in bali when she was actually in ikea don't think she was in Burstall IKEA. I think she was in a bit of a, a glamorous location of Los Angeles. We have IKEA in Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, funnily enough to do. I've got I've got a different wow. story about an IKEA. I'll tell you after this one. But um, one, if you're living in Los Angeles, Charlotte, do you need to go on holiday? Do you need to go to Bali? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've been to Los Angeles a couple of times. Um, it's 
it's a pretty weird place, but an hour's drive will take you to Malibu. Three hours drive will take you to San Francisco. Two hours drive other way will take you to San Diego. Um, and then you've got little um, towns and things on the way, Santa Barbara, this, that and the other. I'm not sure you need to go to Bali uh, if you're living in Los Angeles, but anyway. I've never been to either, but... Um they all sound nice when I've heard tales about yeah. Bali's where everyone goes. All Aussies go, don't yeah, they? End the season, do and um, but um, but then let's get back to the story. Like she was able in right. First of all, got a problem with like she's picked IKEA. To yeah. why like there's surely more high end shops to fool you you Instagram followers than going to Bali um, than IKEA. But what an advert for IKEA though. Yeah. If if they if she's managed to fool them, that's where she is. Their shop, their kind of marketing and what they put around that store must be pretty good to make it look like she's actually in Bali. But I don't think they paid her. So she this was just an experiment to her. So when I read into it further, so yeah. what had happened was she wanted to show you the pitfalls of the internet. So she wanted to go and say, oh, look, I'm going to pretend that I'm on holiday in Bali for three days and I'm going to go to this holiday, I'm going to go to Ikea yep. and take these pictures. Like uh, This Ikea must have a balcony that you can go out on, so it looks pretty spectacular when you're standing out there. So she's not being paid by Ikea. She's an Instagram influencer, but I don't think she's got paid from Ikea and she's pretended that she's in Bali just to prove a point that yep. not everything you see on the internet or on Instagram is is real. Which is good on the flip side of it. But like I said, IKEA. Go, there's more iron shops than IKEA. I think like Baker and Stern House are Pitchington 27. Like, looks better than IKEA stuff. Um, but it's just. I quite like IKEA. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I like IKEA. I've bought a lot of stuff from IKEA. But like, you go to a better store than IKEA, want you to prove your holiday. But then that's how easy it is, obviously. Fil- yeah, but that's how it is yeah, to fake like it. That. Yeah, and that, that again, that's one of the pitfalls of the of the internet, isn't it? That you can fake it and you can influence people to pretend that you're somewhere where you're not, or pretend to someone who you who you're not. And people are commenting on it, saying, "Oh, look at her living her best life in Bali. Oh, have a great holiday. This, that, and other." She's only gone to a local IKEA store for three days. It's just. That's just. Can I go? On a, can I go off on a tangent here? Yeah. While we're on, while we're just on holidays, yeah. it's not part of us. Podcast is not part of a script, no. but I'm just going to question something here, and I, I'm interested in your input on this, and probably everybody else's input who's going to listen along. When you go on holiday, obviously, you want to put pictures on, and, and you want to do this, you want to do that. I'm the guy that's quite reluctant to do it. I don't really publicise being on holiday too much and things like that until I come back because because of the reason of the the internet and burglary and things like that do you do you, do you, see, yeah, do you yeah. agree with no, that you, yeah yeah um, you are advertising that you're not in for two weeks because you're sunning yourself wherever you are is making your home a target do you not agree I do agree yeah um, sort of agree, but you you can control that, can't you? So if you put a photo on Instagram, yep. you, you control your audience. Uh, so you you can put Take your camera on, yeah, sure. and then you can remove them and put that on. So you can. 
I, I get where you're coming from, but you can you can control that. Um, again, you can control your Facebook now, so only your friends can see it. But they are friends, I guess, and so on. So um, I do get it. It's um, often sort of think about that sort of when I, when I'm away. I think, do I really need to put this out there? I want to because I want to show off where I am yeah, and what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. Like caravan for a I week. Think, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think I used to do that when I was younger. Um, <clears throat> and knowing full well you were showing off. Yep. I've done that. Um, so five years ago, we did a tour of California. I would I would check in in every place, like Las Vegas, blah, 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 yep. all around California and Las Vegas is in Nevada, but um, I would check in in a lot of places just to say, look where I am. Yeah. Right. And it's quite bad in a way. I think I'm more reluctant now that now that I'm a bit older. But I don't think I'm not as safety conscious of you. Like, oh, my house. But um, no, I get that. I get that. Um, you want to post stuff. You want again, though. You want to make out that you know all of this perfect, don't you? On yeah. Instagram and this that, and other. Sure. Um, so you put your feet in some bed and swimming pool. But what you don't get is that new hotel being built at back here that you haven't slept for two days because the drilling, the drilling away or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're like, yeah, well, we're all yeah, spot on. And slept because we're building a new hotel next door. But yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, well, no, I just wanted to, that just came into my head when you talked about this this trip and and then on my other story that I said I was going to tell you. So <laughs> we went to, went on holiday went to Portugal. Yeah, uh, rented a car, chucking it down one day. Arlo was. Uh, six, eight months old, uh, went to this like shopping mall. We just moved into the house where we're in now. <laughs> what was at the end of this shopping mall? <laughs> A massive IKEA <laughs> in particular. So we walked around this massive IKEA, just looking at stuff that we could buy at the house. Now the only problem with you that, mean when you got home, when we to got buy home, it yeah, there. no, no. When oh, we got yeah. home, the only problem with that is obviously. We couldn't work out the exchange rate of stuff. Um, and they had totally different things into <laughs> where we got to Junction 27 in Bairstow. So we were like, oh, yeah, we saw a really nice table. Do you start that down now? That's just for Europe only. Oh, well, that's so far really comfy. Can, no chance you can get in? No. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've actually been on holiday and gone into an IKEA abroad. So... Yeah, I was had away. Top um, holiday. Top holiday, yeah. <laughs> what did you do on your holiday? Went to Ikea. Um, so, yeah. Um, right, we'll move on to move on to this next bit. Um, I don't think I don't think anybody could really get away about this this week. Um, obviously, there's sad news about uh, Caroline Flack. Um, took her own life uh, over the weekend. I remember this story breaking... I know it's sort of, and it, it sort of like sent me into a, like a, a panic to have a look on the internet to see if it were real or not. And it was a massive shock. Um, one of those that you don't expect. Um, really sad. Uh, I think her life's been played out in the public for the last six weeks or so, um, probably wrongly on this occasion. Um, and I just think, you know, it's a sad story. Um, again, Mental health has come into it, um, factors of the social media, um, the press, 
And I just think if there's going to be anything good that comes from this, something's got to change. Um, something's got to change around social media and where that's policed, whether we need now ID to have an account and validated account. Um, and then something's got to change in, in regards to like the way the press is run. Um, so... But yeah, what an awfully sad story. Um, and I think she quoted something on Instagram, um, just something to take away and to just sort of like live your life by about and it were, um, if you can be anything in this world, be kind. And I think that's a bit of a poignant message um, because you don't know anybody's story really on the outset. Uh, you look at a person, um, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes type thing so just be kind you know you might make someone's day you might change someone's out outlook um but yeah incredibly sad um yeah i think i think we need to at some point maybe do a, a full podcast on on mental health and, and kind of go into it um in depth um you know obviously just from our opinions it's probably not everyone's opinion but just just from our side of things um because you know, there's no hiding from it now, is it? There's no hiding from from mental health and, and this thing about suicide. And I always, you know, it's not strange for me to say that I've, we've had the I've had the conversations with with my missus and things previously, and, and saying, <clears throat> you know, could you do that? Could you could you could you commit suicide? Because you, you, you've got to be in a really dark place in a really really dark place to want to consider that because it. It's extremely brave to to have to do that. I know some people say, "Oh, it's cowards way out." I'm this kind of thing, but it's not, is it? It's a big step in it for you for you to commit to doing something like that to, to you know to ending your own life. You, you've you've got to be so far gone in your own mind um, that you're willing to do that. Because I don't think even when I'm at my downest or at my angriest, or I, I couldn't, I could never go through with it with it. Yeah, I think looking on like on the on the story, I don't really want to know the the way it's played out. I don't really we're not entitled to know all the details. But there's obviously reading between the lines a combination of factors that's played a part in this. Um played a massive part in it. And it's just a sad, like tragic story. Like whenever you and we only saw the, 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 the media side of it, didn't we? The media work always seemed like bubbly and whatever and it was just a massive shock I think and I think lessons I've got to be learnt from it and things have got to change on the back of it but that is another podcast for another day um, without getting too deep into it but obviously it's just been a, a massive sad story this week that we had to touch on um, so yeah the thoughts and prayers of everybody that's affected by that yeah. uh, really um, those two words obviously are massively important you know it, it is as simple as just, just but just be kind. Just be kind, you know, yeah. Um, to people, smile, to, yeah, say hello. Um, seems to be so difficult, um, yeah. Uh, there's a lot that could be said about it, but I just don't think it's probably the right time to do it. So we'll move on to our main topic, um, music. Now, before we start with this, um, could you like, imagine life now without music? No. First thought. No, I think it has a lot to, music has a lot to play in your life, more than what you think, more than what you you um, consciously think about, yeah. so you know, 
you choose to play music. That's the one thing that you think about. But what you don't think about is the things like every time you watch a program and something happens. Yeah, it adds drama on it. Yeah, every time you see creates an advert, atmosphere, doesn't it? Every time you see an advert, every time you recognize somebody through their voice, or it, it plays a massive part. It plays a massive part in your your moods and, and, and everything like that. It's, there's a music for every occasion. Is that the right thing? Yeah, yeah, there, there probably is, yeah. Uh, and then, this is like a two-part question, actually. Um, I'm going to go with this one. Do, do you think music will ever, this sounds really weird, will music sort of like ever run out? As in, surely... Like if you play the guitar, there's only so many notes, there's only so many tunes that you can play, there's only so many drum beats, there's only so much. So and I, the way I say this is, so like the history of hip hop, yep, um, is based on samples from other music. Okay, that's basically where the origins are um, sampled on other other music. But like it, for for your traditional like guitar. Uh, and stuff there's only so many notes you can play and so many tunes you think music will ever run out and we'll just end up recycling old stuff um i don't know i think it'll evolve like everything else it'll evolve sound there'll be different sounds created different instruments made um and different things used you know if that makes sense um i'm pretty sure when the, the guitar we invented Nobody ever thought about the electric guitar originally. I think that you know that'll, yeah, like, that'll yeah. come. Um, do, do you know what I mean? Uh, I do. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I have to think about it because there's always going to be a limit on something, isn't there? There will always be a limit on music. Um, and then do you, second, second part to this question: Do you think there's anybody out there that doesn't like music? Ooh. Um, probably. There's, there's, there's somebody out there that dislikes everything, isn't there? So who can't stand to hear? Surely they must like some sort of music. Surely it's so broad, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I know what you're saying. So you mean who doesn't like happy music or doesn't like sad or doesn't like rap? Or doesn't like. Oh blues? yeah. I mean, we all have our sub genre genres that we don't like. But I just wonder if there's anybody out there that doesn't like music at all. Um, that'd be interesting uh, to see what their views of why they don't like music. Because um, I think, like you said in, in the first bit, everybody. I love music in some form, whether that creates a mood to a program, creates suspense to a program, yep. uh, an album to make you happy, an album when you're feeling a bit down, or things like that. So we'll get into it, right, Dwayne? <laughs> what? What? Tell us about what your favorite. This I know this is going to shift as we get get older. Yeah, um, mine certainly does. When I thought about this, favorite music. I'm I'm genuinely an all rounder, um, and I and I've gone through stages in me in my life um, definitely because I think growing up, obviously, when you first start listening to music, the first music you listen to is the music your dad listens to or your yeah, mum listens yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I was brought up, and I remember um, the first song. Now I've only ever I've I've only actually ever learnt the true name of this song in the past few years and that's genuine and I'm 30 um, but I used to grow up and my mum obviously in the kind of 80s and that kind of thing and it was uh, Cher 
uh, and I used to call it the In His Kiss song. Um, <laughs> what, what song is that? In His Kiss. It's, oh, right. it's In His Kiss, right? right. I never knew what it meant at first, but obviously it's it's In His Kiss. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I used to, it's In His Kiss, which I don't know who In His Kiss is, but that's what it was. <laughs> but obviously it's the Shoot Shoot song by, by Cher. That was the song that kind of I yeah. used to love as a kid. Um, and my dad was massive and still is massive on Elvis. Right, um, obviously so, we've had a conversation about yeah, this. Yeah, so, it? you know, he's the full hairstyle kind of outfit, yeah. full shebang, records up uh, all over the house, you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so I brought up with that kind of thing, and that was me, a bit of shawaddy waddy, you know, shawaddy waddy, yeah? Yeah, vaguely. <laughs> See, my, so like, so my earliest memories of music were, and I don't know if this is what my mum's told me or how I, I, I can remember what my mum's told me. I used to come home from nursery, put this one record on and there were two songs that I can remember off it. Now, I might have had to skip the needle. One were Pink Floyd, We Don't Need an Education, or Children, yeah. Leave Those Kids Alone, whatever that song's called. And then the other were Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. Okay. They were the only two tracks that I can remember when I got home from nursery. And then, like you said, I've got there'll be uh, I think f- three albums that I can remember, maybe four. So my dad was Queen, yep, okay, and he had a he had a VHS um, of one of the Wembley gigs there, not the not the Live Aid one, uh, but a Wembley gig there. Okay, and then the other album was back to front Lionel Richie and the Commodores. That were my mum's, okay. so that got played a lot. And then a bit of M people, but I don't know the album. So three albums that were sort of like in and around when I was growing up. And then I always remember, and I used to hate it at the time, and I look back and I really appreciate it. When I were having my breakfast before I set off for school, my mum used to have gold on it radio, so it were all old songs. All the old songs. Yep. Um, and then that sort of like broadened my, my spectrum of music. So that, that were my sort of like upbringing of, yeah. of music. I think, like you say, is that is how you grow up. And then as I got, as I like high school, twelve year old and that kind of thing, it was cool to listen to uh, Galaxy One Hundred and Five for the radio station. Yeah. So if uh, it's now Capital, I was a bit um, a bit younger than you, so you're younger than me. But no, a bit bit a bit older than you. So the one that I used to sorry, I got my words wrong there. So the one that I used to listen to, and I don't know if you'll remember this, Atlantic Two Five Two, on um, Medium Wave. Right. I think it was. That used to be the cool station to go to. And then it was uh, Galaxy 105. Yeah, so I was Galaxy, and I always loved five. Five of the, the boy band that I would... Was that your guilty pleasure? Five, and oh. I could still... If you banged a five song on now, I could probably sing you every word. In fact, when I joined uh, Unsuck the Club, but now I had to do initiation and did a full song of five without actually having the... Five and make you get down now. <laughs> All that kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I massively into that. So much so that me and four other lads at school did a play once uh, in front of the whole school and got up and did some five. Wow. Yeah, yes. it was mad. Um, but then you always go back to... You, I still enjoy listening to the 80s, or even though I was only born in 89. Yeah. You know, I still go back and listen to that. Um, so, the 70s. And then as you get into your later years, you start to listen to a bit of rap and that kind of stuff and picking up a bit of that music and and you know even now like my rugby playlist sometimes is is really quite dark you know you i want to i can't yeah. even remember all names but t- things like slipknot and, and just to just because i enjoy some of the beats that are in there and the darkness of it gets you pumped 
for a game, right. and I think that's because I won't yeah. listen to it if not. No. But that's what can I get that motivation from stuff well, like that? Have you the car window down with Slipknot on driving through Marley? No, probably not. And, <laughs> and it's not just Slipknot. Slipknot probably not my favourite. I couldn't tell you the name of some of the. the Don't bands, they do some weird stuff on stage, Slipknot? Well, <laughs> um, so growing up, you just said that you loved Five and you did a play about it, yeah. or you did a, a performance about it. Yeah. Were did peer pressure? Did that have an influence on your music choice? Because it doesn't sound like it did. No, I don't think so. I I enjoyed what I what I enjoyed. Did like you? I said, but you pressure like you said from your parents puts that on you originally, but then. Now music, like I said, I don't, I can't sit here and I'd say, oh, I only like this, because there's different stages in my life where I've liked, and there's different times and different days, you know. Yeah, yeah. Monday morning, you're not ready for all that heavy stuff. You want something steady. Friday night, you want some beats on. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets you different moods, and sometimes it could be a good song and a bad song, or a different song could be the difference between you having a good day and a bad day. Hundred percent. So. First music album that you bought with, or you bought that you can remember? Oh, it'd have been a. Oh, it'd have been a now a now album. Um, or hits one of the now with all the hits, but it'd have been. I remember it having a yellow cover. Now am I old? What now? And now with a yellow cover on it. Uh, now, now you're gonna say silver. you're gonna say I'm sad. So. The two albums I can never remember buying, one me and my brother plugged our pocket money together and it were on cassette yep. and it were What's a Story, uh, Oasis. Okay. That's quite a romantic one, isn't it? Like if you, you know, how to say album, rec- yep. cool kids say record, don't they? Um, so that that was one of them. Um, and then the other one um, was a now 28 how was this? CD, bought at Woolworths in Bridlington, and wet, wet, wet. Uh, Love is all around us was number one at the time. Right, and that was the that was the. But I didn't buy it for wet, wet, wet. But I didn't mind that song. But then what I was trying to like when I was growing up. So then, um, I think when I were at school, we were we were heavily. I was, and I, don't get me wrong, I like the genre, but um, rap and hip hop were the the in thing. So yep. like. Um, Dr. Dre, Dre 2001 came out. Yep. Uh, that was a massive album. Everybody loved it. There were about five good songs on it, but peer pressure to make sure that you fitted in with the with the album and um, the one you know it went about like the the indie kids went about there. Um, don't get me wrong, I still like listening to that album. Um, but I think what sort of like changed my influence was the the Arctic Monkeys first album. And it sort of like opened me up to like, opened my ears up to like bands and guitars. Yeah. And then I was sort of like went into this, I think, I wouldn't say it influenced, but I went to see then a lot of gigs then of like indie bands and stuff like that. And so then it were all, all round. Um, so then sort of like me, like you, I'm an all round music um, person. I'd like to think that my moods don't play um, a part in what music I play, but it, it will do what it subconsciously. Like, I'll feel one day I want to play this. Is that because of the mood I'm in, or just because that it's a song that I want to listen to? I don't know. I wouldn't, I never, I never really put dark music on. Um, not really. Uh, sometimes when I feel a bit emotional, sometimes when we all do, we put a bit of a, a sad song on, or 
yep. whatever. Um, but not really. I, I can't. Sometimes I put. A, I don't put a song on to make me happy. I will put an happy song on when I'm happy, if that makes sense. I won't look for a mood lifter. Um, and influenced influenced by um, the weather. Sounds daft, doesn't it? So yeah. it's a nice sunny yes, day. Yes, you are. Yeah. You want something like Massively. really beaty on that's going to buzz you up. Because sometimes I think that songs are released at wrong time and you think, oh, that'd be a right summer anthem. Um, and it won't. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I think there were one with um, Rag and Bone Man. And who did he do that song with? With Calvin Harris? No. Uh, we, we always used to sing it in Exam. It was Calvin Harris, wasn't it? Was it? And that and he released that at wrong time, I think, because it was right summer anthem, and it yeah. never really carried momentum through to get through to the the summer. Um, it's like the pump it up song now, isn't it? Yeah, that's a summer song. It's a banger. It's, I don't really want to. I'm that today. Well, we haven't made it car. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, we've not got into that one, but um, yeah, massive like influences throughout my life um, I tried to listen to with, with kids in car I tried to listen to an old variety just to make sure that they've sort of like got the old variety that what I had when I was growing up so, yeah, so, so, that's so my a, playlist is that's a good question so obviously us growing up our parents or our grandparents they still they st- when you talk about music they still say no that's not music this is music I feel like personally at the moment I've moved with the times yeah. and I don't feel like so when my kids get older and then they listen to music I don't think I'll be like oh, that's not music I feel like I'll that music will go with me whereas I think some the, the older generations of music before us the generation before us our parents if I put I know for a fact if I put some of the music on this on the radio now uh, with my in the car with my stepdad for example he'd be like What's this? Get it off. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? I, I dare say that. And I, but I don't think I'll be like that. I think I'll be with it. My mum's a bit more, oh, I like this. Who sings yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of thing? Can I get it on my iPhone? Um, but I just think that I will move with it. Do you, do you think we'll stick no, where we are? No, I'm struggling. I, I don't think so. No, no. Like, and I don't know if age has hit me all of a sudden. I'm approaching 35 and some of the stuff I can't listen to on Radio 1 or Galaxy. So I end Capital. Up, oh, oh, yeah, Capital, sorry. <laughs> I hardly listen to it because I don't like ad breaks. Um, oh, okay. But then some of the stuff I listen to on Radio 1 now, and I'm thinking, oh, what is this? I've got to turn this off. And I'll end up, and I'm going to go on to this topic now, I end up putting my phone on because it allows me to listen to... What I want for streaming services, so I can listen to what I want. Um, now that's what the modern sort of like technology gives us now. So this will bring me on to me sort of like next point as well. Is it easier now for artists to be recognised and get onto the radio and get streamed um, because of the platforms out there? Um, do you think it be it's easier? Well, I think it's become easier since the findings of people like Justin Bieber, let's say, because didn't he get found singing 
on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, but so, so you've like, got yeah, but that never happened before, did it? People no. worked hard to get a record deal. It wasn't. It were never. It were always too far away. It were out of reach. Yeah, you always you had, had to, to be a celebrity to, yeah. to do to be a singer. You had to be on a record deal. Now, oh, you had to gig and tour and put your put your road yeah. miles in to get recognised. Yeah. Now there's X Factor and there's there's competitions like that. Or, you know the singing ones, The Voice, things like. That. But it's as easy as I mean, you could pick this mic up and start blasting some vocals out every week and putting it online. If someone sees it and they like it, next minute. We're in top 40. But there is so many platforms now, isn't there, where you can make it um, or you can become famous. But surely then that waters down the money that you're going to make. Or do you just accept that? Because there's so many platforms now to be, to become, uh, to make it in the music industry. Yeah. The old-fashioned gigging and touring's gone, hasn't it? Um, the money now to be made, actually, in music, I think, is in the, the touring and doing arenas and sell-out shows at, you know, big stadiums and stuff like that where you can charge £70, £80 a ticket. I think that's where the money is now. And you, you see a lot of big artists do that now, don't you? Because, say, back in the day, um, Oasis first came out. Yep. Uh, they sold a single at four quid in Woolworths. Uh, they got a million buyers, so that's four million quid. Yes, it got cut by management, this, that, and other. Then they brought an album out with 12 tracks, selling for a tenner in Woolworths. They sold a million of those. That's £10 million. Pound. Yep. You, I think it's my maths correct there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two Guinnesses in. Um, obviously, there's cuts taken there, but no one listens to albums anymore, do they? You might as well just release a load of singles because who listens to albums? Because yeah, yeah. You, the technology allows you to pick and choose the songs that you listen to. Yeah. So it must be easier to make it, but there would be less money in it. And do you have to accept that? And then is is the money for the micro success? I, I, I don't know. Um, it's, a, it's a mad one, isn't it, now? It, it, it definitely. It, every, it, it, I think it is easier. Yeah, I'm not saying you don't have to be talented. But yes, you do have to be talented, but I think it's easier now to become a an artist. I mean, look at us. We're doing a podcast, so it must be quite easy. Well, yeah, and we've just set up this off. If, you know, if you're on back, you've just gone, right, I'll get this, I'll get this, and then off we go. But recently, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Yeah, so it must be. SoundCloud. Yeah, Ooh, SoundCloud. Moving into the 21st century. Um, yeah, so we must... Um, it, I don't know if it's easier. Um, I can see me stopping with the times. Um, and I'm not going to knock any artists or anything, but I just... Some of the stuff that gets played today on on your mainstream, your galaxies and your radio ones. It's on your wireless. On your, on the older, on your DAB. On your dab. Yeah. On your dab in your, in your car. My DAB in my car is terrible, by the way, but... Um, don't know why that is, but some of the stuff I'm like, oh, I've got to turn this off. Um, I've not quite reached the laws of Radio 2 yet. Um, I'm not knocking it. Um, but I could see myself getting there. I can see myself stopping and with the times and sticking to what I like, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, music. Um, what are your thoughts on it being used for political reasons? And You know, we saw the Brits last night and... Uh, th- the artist Dave um, slagging off the PM, calling him racist and this and other. Um, in a song, or actually, I didn't watch the Brits. Um, um, I think it was in one of his performances, and he went on this rant. And then we've seen Storms do it, uh, calling Britain racist and having a go at Theresa May about 
obviously the the Grenfell Towers things and bringing it political, wearing stab proof vest. It's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because they are influencing people. Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. That's it's the influence. They know that they have the power. They know that people are going to listen into them because they like the music. And sometimes they, I don't want to use the word abuse, but they take advantage of that. Um, but that's at their own peril. You know, uh, it's one of those things where that could come back and bite them in, in the backside if someone doesn't agree with what they say and they could lose fans. I think it's... Would you be influenced by a a, a music a musician? No, I wouldn't personally, but... I think it's a dangerous game. Fans groupies if, I would. Think, yeah, I think it's... Or, a, whatever they say, that must be right, so we'll go with that. You know, It's a that, dangerous game though, that, isn't it? Like, you, you have the power to influence... I know, I know that that is basically how politics work, isn't it? You have you influence people to vote for you. Yep. But that's their job. They'll sell you. They'll sell you a policy or whatever. While you're on politics, um, just while you're on, I don't know if this has anything to do with the British last night. I watched um, this morning today, um, and they had Matthew Wright on, who does the right stuff yeah. on Channel Five, and then next to him they had a guy who were planning on being London Mayor, running for London Mayor. This guy was they were sat there. Um, he had a pair of sunglasses on. He had a balaclava on. Um, dressed in kind of, what do you say? Is it urban? Urban clothes? Kind civilian, of hoodie and that yeah. kind of thing. and Civilian clothes, yeah. And he was running for, uh, for London Mayor. Now, when I first looked, I was like, like who's this guy? Like, obviously, from, from London kind of thing. Didn't show his face. Didn't, I didn't watch the beginning oh, no. to see who he was, but he talked a lot of sense, and it interested me. And I think he, his whole thing was about, look, I don't want to be a, a face. I don't, I don't care about politics. I hate politics. I care about people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's lost that now. He wasn't trying to be a face of, I'm the face of this, because he, he didn't want anyone to see who he was, but he just believed in what he wanted to be to help people. And he, I wish I'm going to record. I'm going to actually go back and watch today's because yeah, I was yeah. busy with the young and that. But I was like, God, that's interesting. I, and our last was sat there a couple minutes. She went, I'd vote for him. He talks a lot of sense. I didn't even know who he was. I didn't know his face. Didn't see him. But he was just some guy that was passionate about things. Well, I think I think now, like musicians, anybody who walk alive, they seem to they, they, they get success when they're relatable, aren't they? Like people can relate to them. And I think you know, politics has has gone that other way where. Whoever you support, the the so lost or out of touch with your ordinary person, and I just think if we bring it back to music, I just think, say Stormzy or whoever has got a political message, I think it's a very dangerous game that they're playing to influence somebody. I think, what formulate your own opinion, yep, and and on the back of that, um, I think you know they've got an agenda, haven't they, and they're pushing that agenda, so I think that's very dangerous. Um. Yeah, I, I'm not a massive fan of using politics. Um, stick to what you're good at, and that's making music and and selling albums and yep. a, appealing to your masses in a, an entertainment way. Uh, stick to that. Don't you know? Try influence or be political in your music. Um, move on to the next one. Guilty pleasures. Have you got any in music? music? <laughs> yeah. Guilty pleasures. Um. Can like Bublé. Do you? Yeah. That's not really a guilty Bublé. pleasure, though. Like, that's, that's seasonal, though, isn't it? I like it. No, I like him all year round. Hey? I like, yeah, no, I like... I like... Uh, I never... I didn't know who he was until I met my missus and she's been to see him a good few times. 
And then I actually am quite, yeah, you know what? He's all right. Uh, seasonal, though. Well. I only crack out a booble at Christmas. Yeah? Yeah. Pay me £10 to iTunes so I can display a booble at Christmas. What, what, you, what's, what's, what would be so? My, my guilty pleasure, or Christmas one, or... Booble, well, booble, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you say I'd, you put me on the spot. Cry me a river, or... Actually, I didn't even know Booble did that. What? Yeah, exactly, I'm not a... He's not my guilty pleasure, he's your guilty pleasure. <laughs> um, right, my guilty pleasure. Um, should I reveal this to everybody? Um, Ricky Martin. <laughs> she <laughs> she bangs. <laughs> that is my guilty pleasure. Now, if that comes on in the radio, I will move to that song and I'll sing it. Right, okay. Uh, yeah. If you were going down that route, mine would have been would have been a bit of uh, Lowell Baker, Mambo number five. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, because it reminded me of Guinness, for one. Mm -hmm. Oh, the advert. The advert. They go swimming out. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, that one there. And uh, as a kid, that would have been my song for karaoke. I remember Christmas time one time, my grandma said to me, uh, my nana, as I said, I call yeah. it, get on that microphone and sing that song that you sing about them girls and I'll give you a quid. And I remember going up and, Absolutely trying me hardest, you know, a little bit of money and all this, and yeah. coming off, giving all hips and that. And I come off, and she didn't give me a quid because she said I didn't do it good enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. good. Right, go away. Right, Nana. Um, but yeah, mine, yeah, Ricky Martin, she bangs. She looks like a devil, but she's still like a bee. But yeah, what a, I don't know why. Just loved it from a, being a kid. Um, go on to the next one. Um, overrated musician. Mm. So I'm gonna throw mine out there straight yeah, away. Go on, cause it's, mm. Bruce Springsteen, obviously, records. When I say records, the um, sold out shows and the amount of successes had on records and songs and everything else will tell me that he is very successful. But for me, he's overrated. <laughs> Can't stand like they've been born in the USA. That'll be the only song I can listen to. I'm just not into it. It's overrated for me. Mine's mine would be very uh, controversial. Mm. Somebody who I think who's seen as like a god of kind of like music and that to certain people, and I've Ooh. never liked. I've not liked any of his songs really. I don't think you might have heard me. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Cliff. Cliff Richard, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, is he famous? Is that why he's famous for being a singer? I'm pretty sure. Is well, it? Old ladies love him, don't I they? I just, I thought he was famous for singing at Wimbledon, like karaoke style at Wimbledon. No, he's, pretty, he's a singer, any but I mean, no, okay, he just don't do it for me at all. No, no, no I, I, need, I need to be. I, 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 I've got a, a, a different opinion of Cliff Richard, which I'll keep to myself because it'll get me in trouble. But well. Yeah, yeah, there's not got many friends left. We're all going on a summer holiday. Um, that, that one, wasn't it? I remember that from school, actually. <laughs> what did he go with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so we'll leave that there. Good old Cliff. Stick to Wimbledon, lad. Um, actually, I was going to... I forgot to do this. What... You know, rugby. Yeah. Music, dressing room. Who controls it? Or what, what's the genre that's on there? Or is it a collective? Yeah, do you know, um, it's a good one, this. <clears throat> Throughout my 
a career at different clubs I've played for has been different. So um, me playing at Sheffield for a long period of time, um, it were always songs with high tempo beat, stuff that you'd hear in clubs, things like that that get you pumped and, and stuff. Um, and I'd sometimes dip my toe in there and it used to take a lot away from my game because I used to sit and think the day before about a playlist, what I'm going to play, and then I'd put it on in changing rooms and I'd be right. thinking, oh, what lad's like in this one? Do I need to change it? And some of the, the island boys, QLT, I'd be like, who's, who's, who's the DJ, man? DJ Kaka. <laughs> you know, um, and he'd proper give me it. So it used to be like, but then moving on to Unser, it started off where I did it at first, and it, I, I used to put a bit of old school Kerrang on. I don't know if you've heard the Kerrang album. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd put that on there and it would be a bit heavy for some. Mm-hmm. And now the lads like to listen to a bit of, there's a bit of chilli peppers in there, uh, but they like a bit of Arctic Monkeys. Um, well, I can't imagine that before again. No, they do. Yeah, like a bit of like more indie. The boys like a bit of indie stuff rather than than the beats. It's a bit weird. It depends who's on who's on there, but there is a good mixture of, of music. Um, and I, I've never been, there's a lot. I mean, there's always been, there's always players in sport who, they prefer to have their headphones in, not they, and listen to their own brand. So how does, how how does that work now then? Because when I played, you couldn't have your phone on in, in changing rooms, this and other. Um, well, bang it in a bucket of water at the beginning of your career. Yeah. I, I can imagine it was like that. Yeah. Phones off. Phones off, uh, yeah, yeah. If I heard it go off, yeah. you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, now, not. No, they walk around with them, so tucked into the shorts, text, headphones on. Can you text the, uh, the folk on the phone? People do, I don't, man. I don't get no signal Social media. But, um, Social media before games? Yeah. Wow. And that's, that's on the air. Changing rooms, the coach is a bit more relaxed on that. But interesting, we'll know that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, before a game, um, obviously it'd be hard to police, obviously because a lot of music now is on your phone, sure. so you need your phone on. Whether exactly. you, you download your playlist and have it on airplane mode, but then how do you place that? Well, interesting. So there you go. And on that one, we'll uh, call it a day. It's been a long one. It's been a long one, yeah. Um, hope you've enjoyed it though. Um, some decent topics in there, some decent conversation about music. Um, reach out to us. Um, our Twitter handle is at uh, blokes2. Um, I'm going to try to do the Instagram one now. Um, normally it's to end of this because I can never remember it, but the only way to get better is to have a go. Uh, so it is at, Instagram is at TTBTP. Uh, reach out, get in touch with us. The offer's still there about um, the certificate that you'd have to print out at home yourself, obviously. But... Um, I'll just give you our email address. When I, it is the two blokes podcast at yahoo.com. Reach out with any future topics that you want us to cover or just leave us a review on uh, iTunes or your local podcast provider. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for listening and uh, on that we'll say goodbye.